All right, then. Uh, welcome to another episode of Community Pulse. My name is Jason Hand, and I am at Jason Hand on Twitter. My name is Mary Thingval. I'm at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. My name is PJ Haggerty, and I'm at Asplenic, A-S-P-L-E-E-N-I-C on Twitter. And we've got a couple of guests with us today. Real quick, we'll let them introduce themselves and then sort of jump right into it. So, uh, Jessica, why don't you introduce yourself, let everybody know a little bit about who you are. Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, Jessica Fish. I am an activist, an educator, and a community builder. Currently, I work at Leader Networks, and we are a research and strategy firm uh, for community and digital initiatives. And um, I have been doing um, self-care, stress, mindfulness, uh, diversity and inclusion work for about 10 years now. Awesome. And uh, John, for those of uh, our listeners who aren't familiar with you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so John Willis, uh, Botchgaloop on Twitter, and um, you know, work at Docker currently, but I'm really more of kind of a DevOps sherper, but um, a little bit got in, dragged into the burnout um, space um, kind of by accident, and uh, we, I guess we can talk about that more during the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fact, one of the reasons why we asked you know you to be on this uh, this episode, John, was because of that experience, and it's it's been a um, sort of very nice shot in the arm for getting this conversation going, not only within the DevOps community, but I think within just sort of the technology community in general. And then Jessica um, works a lot with this type of stuff, as, as we can kind of tell from her background and experience. So um, we're excited to have both of you on here today. And uh, this is a very serious topic that we think is, is, needs a lot of attention and, and just sort of continue to beat the drum and, and hope that we can help spread information and, and whatever we can to, to not only um, deal with uh, signs of burst, burn, uh, burnout, but also sort of do what we can to prevent it. Definitely. Uh, Along those lines, we wanted to give a quick disclaimer about the episode. Uh, There's a lot of times when we're covering things that have to do with business world or relationships on this podcast, but today we are talking about burnout, which can be a very intense topic for a lot of people, so we want to set your expectations um, as we get into this. Yeah, so um, maybe, I don't know, Jessica, you want to start us off by just explaining um, to us, to our listeners, what, uh, what do we mean when we say burnout? What are we exactly talking about today? Absolutely. So, you know, the thing that characterizes burnout, um, because it's going to present differently for everybody, but that it's a, a sustained engagement with, you know, anxiety, exhaustion, you know, listlessness, and it's usually um, the amalgamation of a lot of different factors coming together. Um, you know, so it may be that, you know, things at work are off, things in their personal life are off, or family life, or your health. Um, you know, it's usually a, a, you know, a convergence point of, of a few of those things. And you know, it's not just like a bad day or a bad week, um, but it, it is, you know, sustained over, over a longer period of time. Okay. Um, John, one of the things that um, I, I want to make sure we touched on today is, first of all, you, you probably travel more than a lot of other folks in, in our sort of community. I know, you know, PJ, myself, Mary, we get on, we get on these long road trips as well. But um, uh, one of the things that came up, uh, I guess it was last year, was, was this blog post that you had written. Can you just give us a real quick 30-second just description of what that is, and then we can dive into it a little bit more as we go, but uh, kind of give us a little bit of context as to uh, why we chose to have you as one of our guests this afternoon. 
Yeah, so um, I think it was the beginning of 2015. Um, I, I, I go to this conference, uh, SCALE. It's a, it's a Southern California Linux enthusiast. It's the largest regional uh, Linux uh, conference. Um, and I've been going there for like seven years now, I guess so six uh, when this happened. And there was a young man that I kind of befriended, just a beautiful young guy, uh, man. And, and each year we kind of look forward to seeing each other um, we never, we wouldn't see each other any time of the year except at that event. And uh, in 2014, he was telling me how he wanted to start a business. And I've done a lot of startups. And you know, we talked about maybe you know over the year we can get together. I can help coach him on you know the do's and don'ts of a startup. And I show up. Uh, it's usually kind of the end of January, early February. I show up, and and there's all this discussion about this young man who committed suicide. Um, and then, you know, we did, they did a little uh, tribute to him in the first, he was part of the LA community, particularly DevOps community. And I, I saw his picture on the screen and my heart dropped and, you know, I just, uh, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, you know, I, 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 I tell the story that I, I literally went out in, in the hallway, started crying, called my wife, told her I have to come home. I was supposed to speak later that afternoon. And, I, and she's, you know, as great wives do, she she talked me back off the ledge, you know, the ledge of, you know, leaving the conference and just saying, I can't emotionally do anything today. And um, a few days later, um, I saw a picture of this young man with Gene Kim and Brandon Burton, a bunch of people that I knew and Gene Kim, I worked very closely with, and it just hit me a double loop. And uh, so I, I, I wrote this uh, blog article because I, I knew this other gentleman that's actually left our community, Stephen Nelson Smith. He, he was, he wrote, uh, test-driven development chef and at a DevOps days Tel Aviv he's given a presentation and about 10 minutes in he said I almost committed suicide last year and the whole room hit the floor uh, he's since left the industry um, and and that and then I knew somebody you know and it just all just just came together and I wrote this article about and it was really a catharsis for me and at the end just kind of making this ridiculous plea of deterministic uh, um, craziness of please if you know me and you're on my twitter feed and you're thinking of anything like this please call me and what was what was really what i didn't understand the floodgate that that had opened um there was over the next three days there were a couple of thousand tweets on this i got um probably 180 emails from people in our industry everyone giving me these testimonies of please don't tell anybody but let me tell you my story even me and Jason were at the DevOps Enterprise Summit just a couple of days ago. One of the most well-known architects of web scale infrastructure came up to me and, and you know, we were talking about technology and he said, by the way, that blog article you wrote, uh, you know, was, you know, it, it just, uh, I, I had no idea the depth of, and we could talk more about what I learned since, but because um, I've kind of, I always say burnout, um, I didn't choose burnout, burnout chose me. <laughs> You know, and I've been dragged into this thing and, you know, as almost like a third career, if you will. Um, and I've actually done a fair amount of research now on, on the space. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you know, uh, personally, I, I think I know I've thanked you before, but thank you again uh, for sort of getting that conversation going. Um, I'm, you know, all of us on this call right now have experienced some level of burnout to you know, some degree. A lot of it's just for the fact that of the, of the travel that we're, that we have to do and not seeing our friends and family and stuff, but especially this time of year towards the end of conference season, we all start to feel a little bit frazzled, I think. 
Um, so maybe this is perfect timing to actually have this episode. The one thing I, I would say when I've given a couple of presentations, you know, early on, I just do keynotes to expose it. And then the QCon people asked me actually if I could talk about a little deeper. And, and, and one thing I would say, you know, when, did you see my resume? Yes. Uh, did you see the PhD in psychology? No. <laughs> um, you know, so like anything I say here after is, um, is really just my research and, you know, my rocking. But one of the things I think, and not to criticize, but we do a disservice using the word burnout inappropriately. Um, you know, burnout is a clinical, um, there's actually um, a researcher that wants to actually get it classified like PTSD and other ones and depression. It, you know, there, there's one thing to say, you know, I'm burned out or I work too many hours, but there are actually clinical tools and, and, and certainly uh, clinical help. To, to understand the difference between just being kind of frazzled or overworked or, I mean, as, um, as Jessica said, right there, this becomes a, um, you know, this gets to a point where it really is a clinical problem as opposed to just, you know, feeling low or feeling, you know, you know, I'm not happy today. And, 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 and I think our, we, we just over, over, over use this word burnout when, you know, we don't overuse PTSD, right? We don't like, ah, you know, I'm PTSD today, you know, yeah, but, but at the same time, I think it does kind of feed into other mental health issues that come up. Like, you know, someone thinks that because they watched a lot of electric election coverage recently, they're like, oh, I'm so OCD about what's going on in the U.S. It's like, nope, that's not how that works. That is, that is an actual mental illness. You don't have it. Um, you're just a little bit, you watch too much television. That's not the same thing. Um, would you say that burnout is a lot, you know, similar to what you're saying, John? on that scale where it's, it's, it's literally such an abused term that it almost has no meaning when you get to the clinical definition. And maybe we do need to look at, yeah, it, come on, call it something else like uh, professional well, destructionism. It, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it, it's wor yeah, it's worse than that because we're, we're, I mean, I think we're getting a little more healthy, but I mean, think about it. Um, you know, we, we, I think we're starting to transition even away from people recognizing using burnout as a badge of honor, right? Like, so it's even worse than mischaracterizing the word. I mean, we're still in a transition phase of there are people that still think that burnout is a badge, right? And, you know, out of those emails that I got from different people, I would say I got it from industry leaders, people that I thought didn't even like me. Uh, but the ones that were most interesting were the young, the young kids, the young people, who the first thing they would say, particularly they were in startups, they would say, please do not tell anybody this. I'll never get a job again in Silicon Valley. Right? Like, so we have, we have a cancer even in terms of how we think about burnout, even being negative or positive. Right. Mm -hmm. Jessica, I've seen you nodding along with a lot of what we've been saying here. What, what do you think about using those terms? You know, I am, um, I'm, I'm conflicted. Uh, I'm, yes, there is absolutely clinical burnout, but there's also a need and a desire um, to have language that people feel is accessible. And, you know, unfortunately, what's even less accessible for people is a lot of the underlying conditions that, that feed into burnout. So, um, I might be able to talk about burnout at work and stress, but I cannot talk about uh, anxiety or depression or you know, 
bipolar or, you know, OCD or PTSD or, you know, all of being a, you know, survivor of some form of abuse. Like, um, you know, we have created, uh, you know, professional structures in which, you know, we have to leave a lot of hu our humanity at the door. And I, I think that that becomes really difficult for folks in the community industry because we're really charged with being um, caretakers and stewards and shepherds, right? And so a lot of times, I mean, I'm sure we've all had the scenarios where people are disclosing um, in community, they're disclosing to us as, you know, a facilitator. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're managing that, we're managing a whole lot of, uh, you know, different personalities and then our own stuff. Um, and so, you know, I guess personally, I'm, I'm a little bit less concerned about the, the labels and more concerned at like really getting into like, what is the underlying um, roots and especially in our industry and how can we, how can we bring those into the light? Well, it's kind of like a, a, a lot of companies say, you know, we'd like to, especially during the hiring process or when you're looking at their interview, that we're here to make life better. We want to make life better for our employees and our, you know, our end customers. But what they really mean as far as employees is we want to make their work life better. We want to they'll get you a ping pong table, but they won't give you time to go see a therapist. Well, and, and part of that problem is, is that, you know, especially now, our work life is our life. You know, we're expected, Ooh, yeah. you know, we hang out with the people we work with. We're constantly in communication. And if so, I can't be my whole self on the job. That becomes then compartmentalization. Um, which just leads to more psychic stress. Yeah, I mean, the, the, so as I, um, you know, again, the first year was about just standing up in front of people and say, there is this thing, burnout, it's bad, people are committing suicide, people are dying in our industry. And, um, and then when I was asked kind of the, in early 2016 to say, yeah, we want you to talk about burnout, but like we want, the, in fact, one of the, like we want solutions, I'm like, you know, yeah, right, not, not going to happen. But then it was like, but could you at least give more? And I'm like, okay, and I did a bunch of research. And I already knew, um, you know, one of the first things that I got hit with was who the person who became now a good friend of mine, um, Josh Corman, and, and Josh Corman, they actually ran um, a survey in the IT security community. And so one of the first um, kind of clinical pieces of um, data that I picked up or instruments is just something called the MBI, the Maslach Burnout in, uh, Inventory, right? And, and Christina Maslach, and I've, I've got the opportunity to talk to her a couple of times now, um, is one of the leading um, uh, researchers on kind of occupational burnout. And, 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 and I took the MBI, right? And, and there's, again, I, I agree with you, Jessica, there's this, like, you got to have a stake in the ground. Like, we do this in technology all the time, like cloud. And, but but the same token, I, I I watch people, I listen to podcasts where they talk about exhaustion and overwork. And, and like, if you look at the MBI, um, the, the really, the, the things that I think hit our industry even more is, um, you know, is kind of um, efficacy. You know, the one of the three uh, characteristics of the MBI, one is uh, exhaustion, other is cynicism, which is not just classic, you know, IT people having a good sense of humor. It's, it's depersonalization. It's the, like, you're all a bunch of idiots, I'm just going to do it my way, where you've kind of sucked into the void. But the one that I think um, probably hits us the most in our industry, and most of the people, again, my little teeny body of work and research, of uh, you know, 180 people, probably about 100 conversations thereafter, efficacy seems to be the one 
that um, that hits the hardest because we're we're so torn and you know uh, if you're a sysadmin for Uber right like on the wrong day you've just disrupted commerce across the whole world and not in the cool Silicon Valley disruption yeah, yeah no yeah right, <laughs> right thank you thank you but but the one thing I wanted to get to is there's there's uh, Another body of work by Christina Maslach, um, which ties into what Jessica told, it's called the um, AWS or the Areas of Work-Life Balance, and they call it the six mismatches. And this gets really interesting because then it, it doesn't just become an MBI. Like I've done an MBI against myself, right? And you can do it for $15, right? And, and the IT sector, a whole MBI against about 300 people in the security community. But that's about individuals. The, the work of balance is actually, it's, a, it's a, a test that tries to detect, is the workload, is your work, and what, you, what, what are the things that, um, that, um, that create tension for you in terms of things that clinically lead up to burnout, um, are they matched? So then it doesn't become good person, bad company, or bad company, good, you know, or you know, vice versa. It really becomes a systematic, a systems way of thinking about are you a right fit for this organization? Um, you know, one of the characters, there's like six of them, but one of the ones I love is fairness. You know, you could go to work for a company where the top paid people are sales rep and you're the top engineer. And that may cause you stress. Or you might be an entrepreneurial spirit where you say, oh my goodness, the top paid people in my company, sales rep, I like that. <laughs> because that means my stock options are going up. But the point is you can look at all these six mismatches and really what it comes down to is the balance of your life, your work, and the company you work for, and the goals, and what that company, you know, thinks is important. And, and therein lies that kind of tension. And that leads directly back into those of us who are in the community realm, right? Where we have these jobs that can be any number of things and can mean any number of things from event management and social media management all the way through to building relationships and being at all of those events and writing content and speaking at events and there's and all of the above exactly and all of the above and so then you end up at companies sometimes who don't really know what that line is and don't really know like okay cool well you're doing X, Y, and Z, and hey, can you do A through G as well? And those things all fall under your category. So let's let's add those things to your plate too. And so I think one of the problems that community folks tend to run into often is how do I know what's too much work? And how do I know how to push back on things? And how do I know how to prioritize those things? And often as well when there's when you're relatively new to that type of role you don't know if that's normal or not so i've run into quite a few people who end up saying well maybe maybe it's me maybe i'm the one who's just not cut out for this developer relations community management type role because i'm not able to keep up with the work that's expected of me and being able to have that conversation with them and go, no, 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 hang on. <laughs> this has nothing to do with, with you and your work ethic and your ability to keep up and everything to do with the expectations that you're responsible for all of these things at all of the same times. And so, so working out some of that balance of what's expected of you and what you're able to push back on and finding that comfort level of being able to say, no, look, I have too much on my plate right now. And I'm sorry, but I can't do all of these things. And that's not a, a mark of my performance. It's not a mark on 
you know, my inability to do the things that I mean asked to do, it's, I'm one person and I don't have 60 hours in a day in order to do all the things that are being expected of me. You know, I think a lot of it is too that um, kind of, you know, just to jump on that conversation is that we, we in the community or in the, in the roles that we're in, we, we tend to wear a lot of hats and we tend to, you know, have a lot of balls in the air and we, we also do really good work. And then people start to set their own expectations of, well, earlier in the year, Jason was able to write a book and give five presentations and do all these things all within the, within, you know, Q1. And sure, when, you know, maybe I could, but then I realized that wasn't sustainable. Um, and then all of a sudden it seems as like, well, you know, what, what happened? You were able to do this so well earlier. Um, and so we, we sort of get ourselves in a position where if we're not very good at saying no, um, or we're, and here's, here's where my, I'm like the worst is that somebody will in, you know, ask if I'll do something or invite me to be part of something. And I, I check my calendar and I, all I really look is at that date. If that date's open, I say, yeah, sure. What I didn't look was the five days before and after that, that I have to either prepare for or travel or realize that I also agreed to do something right after that. And I'm actually going to need that time to do that work. So I, it's sort of like calendar management out X number of weeks or months that I get kind of hung up. And all of a sudden there's five things that I agreed to all taking place around the same time. But and that's, what starts yeah. to like, that's where yeah. I start to unravel. I was going to just say one thing, one thing that, you know, like, again, you know, not to sound callous, but like there's the above the line, below the line, right? And like the overwork, missing deadlines, all that stuff, right? Like what I care about is the cross the line, like I'm going to leave the industry or I'm going to commit suicide. And that's the stuff where like, like if we're going to have a conversation about that, we got to be looking for the deep things that affect people at a level that's beyond like, I'm just, you know, um, I'm, I'm having issues of, you know, whether I'm doing the right thing or not. Um, you know, what is the line of where you cross, um, where, you know, like you start leaving jobs or you leave the industry or God forbid you commit suicide. That's the, the kind of real gray area where, you know, I think the deep burnout discussions have to have to hold the fort, to have, stop losing people. I mean, the, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. The reason why I bring up the other things is I think those are often prequels to those other things happening. So the the fear of maybe I'm just not good at this job because I'm not able to keep up or I'm not able to figure out a way to say no to these managers and these people who are C-suite people who are above me who I shouldn't be turning down these opportunities to work on these projects. Those things in my mind all lead up to I'm leaving this job because I can't do it or I'm leaving the industry because maybe I'm just not cut out for this thing or lead to further and deeper depression that leads to suicide or suicidal thoughts and things like that as well. Jessica, you were gonna say something? Yeah, you know, I, I think it strikes me as that I think that there are, you know, kind of two conversations <clears throat> that we could have here. And one is really centered around the, you know, kind of um, clinical burnout and what are we looking for and how do we become, um, both, both advocates and, and more aware of, of that um, predicament. And then the other thing which I call um, CMGR uh, overwhelm, which is also like really intense and serious and you know, has led to, in my experience, a whole you know, spectrum of different reactions from folks, uh, typically not ending in the, the more dramatic um, places where chronic uh, 
over uh, where chronic um, burnout can go. And, um, you know, and so I'm just curious, you know, from y'all, like what, where do we want to go with this? Because I've got a whole bunch of like recommendations and things to talk folks through, but they're more on the community overwhelm side of things. But I don't want to, I don't want to. Well, let's... No, that's totally fair. I think, yeah. go I ahead, think they're, I think they can be related. I think sometimes they are. I think sometimes they're not. Um, and I think they're, they're equally valid topics and probably completely separate uh, podcast episodes as well. Um, but on that note, we actually are going to do a follow-up episode. So perhaps this is a good time to end this episode and begin the next. So this has been another episode of Community Pulse. I am Mary Thingval at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. I'll go because Jason is muted. <laughs> I am PJ Haggerty and I am at Asplenic on Twitter. And now that I'm unmuted, I'm Jason Hand at Jason Hand on Twitter. And we've been talking to John Willis and Jessica Fish about burnout and what is burnout and why it's such a common topic among people in our role. Again, we know this has been a super intense episode. Um, we are doing a follow-up episode with some notes on preventative measures and what you can do if you're burned out. So stay tuned and we'll be back soon. Thanks.